It was April of my junior year in high school when I committed to my senior project. Hike a section of the Pacific Crest Trail alone in August and document the experience in documentary form. It was July when I had a plan and a week before I left when my parents handed me a GPS tracker and said, we will not let you go without this. I put it in the bottom of my pack with my tent. The section I chose was 40 miles of moderate terrain that began outside of Eugene, Oregon and landed at Elk Lake in the shadows of the Three Sisters Mountains long dormant volcanoes of the once formidable Cascade Range. My family drove with me and all of my gear in a rental car to a hotel in Eugene, where we spent the night before my trip, watching shitty TV on a bed I knew I would miss the next evening. After a 10 mile first day, I was right. After a fretful morning and some documentary direction, my parents and my two brothers drove away, leaving me with nowhere to go but into the woods. And off I went. After lunch on a bluff and an icy swim in the lake, I found myself in my tent, my eyes closing on my mind like a curtain before a play. I had a lot to think about. The week wore slowly on, becoming more and more comfortable by the mile. My boots fit well and my pack was well-balanced, its only flaw a squeaking of the frame against my can of bear spray, a complaint that got chased by an imaginary bear out of my head. On day four, I got to my campsite early and mistook a giant Douglas firs quandary with the wind for a bear and sprayed the bear's eyes rock behind it with a terror-seated yell. Great, I thought. Only four more seconds of spray left for three days. The next day, I got dehydrated and discovered the magic of Tums. Over a full but tiny pot of mac and cheese, Annie's shells with white cheddar, I contemplated the reason I was here. Was it to prove something? I'd been backpacking before, so I knew I could make it. Was it about nature? My fascination with the wilderness was seeded, but still stole from the roots of curiosity, not knowledge. Was it about solitude? At this point, it dawns on me that the substance of the trip had been dormant within me, and that only now, writing this piece, am I seeing the true reason I was there. I was there because I didn't know where else to go. Maybe this metaphor creeped into my subconscious on the trail, because the day before I was to find myself in a car again, eating a burger with my family, I found myself with no water, halfway to a lake that I wasn't sure existed, and facing a disorienting, unmarked intersection of trail. The adrenaline began to flow. In a haze, I remember the reason I had decided to explore. I had arrived four hours early to my campsite and someone recommended I check out a lake. The trailhead is just around the corner, they had said. The lake is beautiful. I remember a trail I passed before I got to the campsite and hastily pulled out my maps and more importantly, my compass. I remember feeling a wave of anxiety and excitement as this cinematic moment progressed in my mind. 
I was lost, without connection to the world, with only revolution-era technology at my disposal. I locked in and picked out a trail leading in what the compass told me was south. I walked for what I thought was too long and came to a validating trail marker. I turned east, towards my campsite. I used the last three seconds of my bear spray on a bush that sounded way too muscular and hoofed my way back to my next temporary home, wild-eyed, breathing heavily but quietly, with my mouth wide open. I would rather be the one who knew where the bear was than the other way around. I stumbled into camp at dusk, an adventure I couldn't yet put words to tucked neatly under my belt, and fell asleep with my head pounding, stomach unwanting, and mind full of what-ifs. But the biggest what-if comes now, after four years of processing my emotions, feeling the adrenaline of love, competition, and not just the fear of being lost. I've lost before. But what if I hadn't listened? What if I hadn't been curious? What if I hadn't been afraid enough to try? What if I hadn't been lost? One thing is certain. I would never know that stepping off the beaten path is a sure way of finding where you want to be. I'm Tony Renzema. That was one way to get lost. Thank you for listening to How to Get Lost. If you have stories to tell, art to share, or questions to ask, send an email to howtogetlostshow at gmail.com. This show is produced by me. I'm still figuring it out.